Consecrate us, Father, by the truth. Guide our minds by your spirit, that we may understand your scriptures, learn your will, and follow ever closer in the steps of your, law, of your word made flesh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Please do sit down. Sorry if I rub my hands a little. My hands are a little cold. So um, um, there we are. A long time ago, um, a long time ago, uh, long before I was ordained, when I was a relatively um, junior you know, young man making my way in the world, um, I used to sit as a magistrate in the East End of London. And I used to judge people and sentence them too sometimes. It was not any fun at all. And sometimes I felt we got it wrong. The system conspired against real justice. Someone, for example, whose lawyer had advised them to plead guilty of an offence, but who when we heard the mitigating evidence we would have found them not guilty. Frustrating. Unjust. And it also left me with a very sanguine, if that's the right word, view of our criminal justice system, of its imperfections, and of where real justice is to be found. Justice justice and judgment and today we have that searing passage from the prophet Malachi and interestingly this is one of the very few Old Testament readings that the old book the book of common prayer had in the communion lectionary normally it's an epistle and a gospel but for the presentation it comes from the Old Testament this powerful text and that is how it carries across into new money. And it makes for sober reading. Like much of Jesus' teaching, the author reminds us that we will be judged one day. And that it will be a judgment with fire. Just as we sang in that last refiners fire him it will be a judgment with fire and Jesus and Paul use this imagery too numerous times and that's pretty scary stuff um, this is the image Malachi paints I'll reread it but who may abide the day of his coming and who shall stand when he appears for he is like a refiner's fire and he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness. Judgment in fire. Sounds painful, doesn't it? But is it? Will it be? What does judgment look like when our judge has walked 
every step of our journey with us. How scary is it to be judged by the person who knows us more intimately than any other person, more than our mother, our father, husband, wife, closest, oldest friend, who knew us before we were born, who can number the hairs on our head and read our innermost thoughts, our innermost longings, just like an open book. The idea of having a lay magistrate in England, that is someone who's not a professional judge, someone who hasn't spent years training as a lawyer, the idea behind it, and it's worth saying that these are the courts that try probably about 95% of criminal cases in England. The idea behind it is that justice is best served when it is closely related to the offender and the victim's personal circumstances. So we have a local villain, a local offender, who is tried by local people, by his neighbours, people who know the area, know the people because they are neighbours, know the circumstances, or certainly at least know them better than someone else who lives far away at great remove. Justice feels meaningful and appropriate when it is able to understand our circumstances and take them into account. It feels more like justice than an externally imposed and sometimes fickle, sometimes imperfect judgment, a pronouncement. And it feels much less political, less the revered figure sitting on high in clothes of a grand age long past, Less like Pontius Pilate washing his hands in a bowl of water whilst the many, the mob, clamour for punishment of an innocent Jesus. Justice, as opposed to judgment, justice needs to be personal and it needs to be relational. And so it is with God. God knows who we are, truly who we are. And in his son Jesus, he knows what it's like to walk as one of us, as a human being, not mimicking one, not dressed up in some flesh suit, but as a human being. He knows what it's like to be betrayed, stoned, whipped and killed, he knows what it's like to be hungry, wet and cold. He knows what it's like to have a mother, to have friends who will die for you even. And he knows, as a human, what the scriptures contain. And Jesus revered them. Remember that passage that I just read from the gospel. 
He knows them so intimately that when he was to return to the Jerusalem temple as a boy, just a little bit after that passage I read, just a few verses, that when he returned to the temple as a boy, he even taught the priests and the scribes, the doctors, as Luke calls them. His mastery of the law, as the Old Testament was referred to by Jews, was profound. Here we are from verse 46. And they found him, they found Jesus in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Jesus had, has, an extraordinary, a perfect understanding of the law. And that same Jesus is the one who will be our judge, but not just our judge. He is our advocate too, our defense counsel. And no one is better qualified to be so, not even we ourselves, because he knows us better and he loves us even more than we do of ourselves. Can we, can we love something into existence? Perhaps yes. We are made in his image after all, but we do so in small things, limited ways. A child, perhaps. A piece of art. A great meal. Something small. But God, Jesus, his love has created all of this, everything, the whole cosmos, all things, you, me, everyone who has ever lived, every creature, every beetle that will ever was and ever will be, created by his love. What does this personification, this embodiment of divine love say, what does Jesus say about the law, about life? What can we discern about judgment? I think for me a very important verse in the Bible, if you have few Bibles I'll point you to, I'd encourage you to get it out, but keep this voice, it's a bit, keep this verse in mind, it's a bit easy to remember actually because it's, uh, it's Matthew Chapter 23, verse 23. So you've just got to remember 23 twice. 23, 23. Matthew 23, 23. Gives us a really decent pointer to this. I'll read it out. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have, neglect, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law. Justice and mercy and faithfulness these you ought to have done without neglecting the others woe to you lawyers he says you who scrupulously follow the letter of the regulations but who allow injustice to go unchallenged woe to you listen up jesus says Listen up and remember that the law is about justice, 
not rules and regulations. The weightier things of the law are justice and mercy and faithfulness. These are the heart of the law, the heart of what we will be judged on with refiner's fire and full of soap. Have we treated our neighbours justly? Have we shown mercy? Have we kept good faith with God and with our fellow man and woman? These are the things we need to strive to remember, to remember, to make real, to put back together, heal, repair. These are the things that God made us for and longs for us to do. This is the justice our judge longs to measure out to us. Mercy and faithfulness. For without these things, all the worship and the prayer in the world is hollow. The biggest Bibles or prayer books, the most beautiful vestments, all these are as nothing when they are without justice, mercy and faith. In fact, worse than that, they make Jesus sick. And so they should for us too. May they arouse our anger, our righteous anger. And may we respond accordingly. May we seek the welfare and justice of our city, our world. May we show mercy to those we are in relationship with, both near and far. The next door neighbour, yes. But also... That vegetable picker in Kenya, for example, who made our Sunday lunch possible. May we remain faithful even to the end. And may we have confidence like Simeon and Anna that one day we will behold the Lord face to face. May we call on his name. Come through our refining, our purification And may we be made worthy to spend eternity in his kingdom. His kingdom where justice and mercy and faithfulness are made perfect. To him who loves us and cleanses us from our sins and who makes us new. To him be glory and dominion forever. Amen.